Enterprise Management 360, your main source for tech news, analysis, podcasts, and videos for the enterprise. Hello, and welcome to the EM360 podcast. My name is John Santaferraro. With 27 years of experience in data and analytics, I'm an industry analyst at Ferraro Consulting. On today's episode, I'm joined by Todd Lewis, the founder and CEO of Spatial DNA, a partner of Safe Software. Todd, thanks for joining. Tell us a, a little bit about your background and Spatial DNA. Thanks, John. It's great to be here. So Spatial DNA, we started a business about 10 years ago, and we specialize in application integration, leveraging the Safe Software FME platform. Myself, I'm also about 27 years in, uh, in data, um, specifically around GIS, uh, geographic information systems. I've been involved in uh, government, uh, transportation, particularly in aviation air traffic control systems um, that we've done quite a bit of work uh, through my career, as well as working in manufacturing and local government. Well, it sounds like you're the person for the job because today we're going to be talking about making the impossible possible in spatial data. So we'll take a look at both the art and science of making complex technology simple. But before we do, let's talk about the art of the possible. Todd, technology has changed a lot in the last five years. What are you seeing your customers do today that they couldn't do five years ago? I think one of the biggest things, and, and it's been going on for the last 10 years, but really over the last five years, um, the configurability of major enterprise systems and how quick and easy it is to get things set up, get new users and workflows working. We also see a lot, especially with the movement towards cloud of niche solutions that answer a specific problem or question on behalf of a customer. Being able to get those solutions up and going quickly and then being able to integrate those into um, cross-departmental workflows or across the organization to share data very quickly with all the applications that need access. So behind that are uh, some new technologies that have become mainstream. Uh, do any of those come to mind? What, uh, what have you seen change on the technology, in the technology space? Well, I think the, the, really the biggest thing is the, um, the move to cloud. Right. So technology wise, um, you've got some some big ones like Salesforce that really pioneered that movement. Uh, but you have a lot of other um, cloud technologies really starting to come to bear uh, or cloud based technologies. Um, so we saw recently at the Safe Software Conference, uh, Databricks presenting on sort of the analytics framework um, and analytical processing in the cloud which wasn't simple or that available even five years ago. Yeah, so, so basically the, the digital revolution is taking place, or maybe it has. Uh, the cloud has shown up and mobile devices of all kinds have created unlimited possibilities. But these new technologies have also made things more complex. So what have been some of your most complex and challenging projects? So like I said at the beginning, we really focus on application integration. And um, the most, uh, some of the most challenging um, 
projects and workflows that, that we build are really around in work and asset management systems around capturing labor information, labor hours on work in the field for, for services. Um, so service technicians or in public works, if you're filling in a pothole, learning of that, how do you capture all those labor hours and how do you do that in a way that um, there's a single point of entry? So a lot of these work management systems, you're starting to enter the labor hours in those work management systems. And we need to be able to reflect those into the payroll systems. And the complexity there comes in with all of the different classifications that uh, of work that a person can be doing. So if they are supervising somebody, if they're pulling a trailer, if they're operating a specific piece of equipment, that might indicate a different a job or a rate class that we need to make sure is properly allocated to when we move data from the work management system into the HR system where their payroll's being processed. So the worst thing that we can do is basically get those activities wrong because then the, whoever's uh, paycheck will be directly impacted, right? So that can be really challenging to make sure that we've got those workflows set up all of those rules around the different payment categories and overriding and all of this kind of thing so that somebody gets their paycheck correctly. Yeah, so add in add in all of the other spatial data and locations and assets and many different things. These are these are very complex projects. They tend to be. Yeah, so we've been working on those for the last several years um, as professional services. Right. So building these out on the safe platform, customer by customer. And what we've been able to do is identify a couple of common patterns um, across these various workflows. So we've identified about 20 workflows. Um, so the time entry one that I mentioned before is one of them. We also have issues with uh, work order costs, inventory synchronization and others. And we've basically been able to identify the common approaches and to be able to template those so that we can take those really difficult and challenging data movements across multiple systems and simplify them into a few templates that are then configurable. Very nice. It, so it sounds like you've figured out then how to take these complex technology issues and deconstruct them in a way that helps your customers overcome the challenges of complexity. How do you approach it when your customers come to you with projects that seem impossible? So you, you mentioned it just in the term, uh, we call it a functional decomposition. And what, what we, in the design stage of the work that we do, um, we spend a lot of time on design and thinking through the overall um, system and the goals that it's trying to accomplish. We break those goals down into a set of capabilities that the system needs to have those capabilities often line up to major types of technologies like a CRM system, maybe a uh, work management system, a, a document or enterprise content management system. And each of those systems has um, specific workflows and capabilities within each, each one of them. We take those capability descriptions and then we break them down and we call them a functional decomposition into a set of features that that product should have to satisfy the capability to solve the overall outcomes for the, the system as a whole. So this is a way of basically simplifying a complex problem by breaking it into smaller problems and solving those small problems and applying technology to the, the smaller set of problems. Integrating those subsystems together 
then creates the overall solution. And, uh, you know, complexity theory, for example, teaches us that a number of simple solutions acting in concert can exhibit complex behavior. And that's essentially how you build up a complex system. Well, that that sounds easy. And it's great to apply system thinking to these complex challenges. And wouldn't it be nice if I could just learn how to apply system thinking to a problem and easily find a solution? However, it seems like there's an art to what you do as well. What have you learned about solving these complex technology problems that makes you as, as much of an artisan as you are a scientist? <clears throat> yeah, so I think any uh, engineering or science problem has a lot of art in it. And the, 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 the core a- aspect of art is around creativity. So in, in creativity, when you're being creative, you're not taking a straight line from point A to point B. It tends to have a few, a lot of zigs and zags, maybe a few scribbles, a number of dead ends, and eventually there's a path that gets you through um, to point B. And I find that on the science and engineering side, that's very similar to, uh, to how we have to work in that way. We don't know what the end point's going to be. And we have to, um, through system development methodologies like uh, Lean, um, Six Sigma, or Agile, there's this iterative approach that's built into those, understanding that you don't know what the end result is going to be and experimentation is required to discover which of your assumptions are incorrect. In our process, a lot of what we're doing is trying to very quickly invalidate the assumptions that we had going forward. And um, those assumptions that hold become part of how we develop our solution. Yeah, so it it sounds to me like uh, for our listeners especially, don't try and do this alone. Why not have somebody by your side that has done this multiple times and kind of walks you through those steps. So you've been, you've been talking about all of this at a, what I would consider a fairly conceptual level. So let's drill down into the nuts and bolts. What technology do you use and what technology have you built to help customers succeed? So we've been working with the Safe Software FME platform um, really since our inception uh, about 11 years ago. And on top of that platform, on top of the FME platform, we've built a, um, a series of, uh, of, of templates, uh, we call them automations or workflows, that map out essentially the business process um, across major classes of systems that, uh, that people are trying to solve problems across. So across industries, we found most industries need some sort of CRM, uh, customer relationship management system, a um, ERP system. And the areas that we focus on, um, we, we tend to have a lot of work in sort of the operations or engineering side where a work management system is required. So those three systems tend to have a lot of um, integration requirements that can be quite challenging. Over top of the SAFE platform, we've built uh, templated workflows um, that we've codified a lot of the learning that we've done as part of professional services and made those into configurable, reusable, and scalable um, solutions that we can deliver on top of the FME platform. The way that we deliver our technology, we incorporate the FME server or cloud platform uh, with our own what we call City Connect I.O. 
um, platform riding on top of that. And we bundle that with a managed service. So one of the challenges that we find people have right now is just being able to maintain and to hold on to technical resources, particularly senior technical resources. And integration tends to be an issue that's done off the side of a desk um, for anybody on the, um, on, on the customer client side. They don't tend not to have a team that's focused on integration specifically. So we take on that role on behalf of our customer. We're doing application integration day in and day out on the FME platform. And we take that part of their business over. We manage it, we deliver it, and we operate it on their behalf. So in our ideal case, if there's any issues that are coming up um, in terms of data transfer between various systems or any kind of errors that are presenting themselves, we know about it and we've potentially resolved that problem before the customer even realizes that there's an issue. Uh, how about how about an example of a, a customer that you've worked with? Can you kind of walk us through where they started, how you helped them and where they ended up? Sure. So I can take... Um, uh, Township of Langley in BC, as an example. So Township makes them sound really small. They're they're a midsize uh, city, about one hundred thirty five thousand people, uh, just on the uh, the edge of the um, Vancouver metropolitan Vancouver. Uh, we started working with them a couple of years ago, and they were just starting to implement the Microsoft Dynamics CRM system to take in citizen service requests. One of the challenges they had in one of their most complex, their most complex business processes was really around the replacement or distribution of uh, garbage receptacles for recycling or uh, garbage in general. They had a third party waste management service company that would drop off these receptacles on request. So um, every week they would collect the number of requests that had come in by phone. They'd create a spreadsheet. They'd email it over to their third-party service provider. Um, that group would go out and deliver and notate in the spreadsheet which houses they had delivered to. That spreadsheet would go back. And eventually they would know that these, uh, these receptacles had been delivered. We looked at the overall business process. We realized they were coming in with Microsoft uh, Dynamics to deal with uh, customer um, service requests. And we suggested an alternative process where the service request comes in, it gets dispatched to the third-party um, waste management services, their, their fleet management um, software. And this company had RFID tags on all of these bins. So as soon as they're dropped off, they know it's been released by the truck and it updates their fleet management system. As soon as we get those updates, we took that information and we added a line into their property tax records so that um, their property taxes would reflect the cost of that receptacle. So it saved all of their manual steps that they had in between. In addition, they were no longer taking or requiring to take payment information in the form of credit cards, typically over the phone throughout that process. So we automated the whole process and, and basically saved them um, a full-time individual in terms of um, supporting that manual process previously. Wow, nice return on investment uh, and inspiring. Uh, my guess is, however, that there may be some of our listeners that don't know where to begin. It is a complex project or how to move forward. Where should our listeners start and how should they plan on moving forward? 
So when we look at integration or we look at requirements coming from, um, from potential customers, often in a request for proposal format or whatnot, they're often the, the base requirement is I need to connect system A to system B and please do that for me. But, and that's the way they talk about the requirement. What is useful for vendors like ourselves to be able to work with is a bit of a high-level data flow diagram. So in system A, specifically what information are you looking at um, pulling out of that system and, and how does it need to map into system B or system C? Sometimes there's multiple systems that are involved. So if we can put together a high-level data flow diagram of some of the major business objects, which would be like work orders or financial transactions, uh, your accounts payable, accounts receivable, sort of at that level, uh, and understand what information from each of those objects is moving back and forth at a high level, that can help a lot in terms of understanding the intent of what you're trying to do. Um, We offer a service around that. We call an integration design agreement where we can look at two or three systems and we build out essentially the use cases and the high-level data flow diagrams so that you can either share those with, that those inform our um, work in terms of how we'll respond and, um, and implement for you, or you can put that into your own um, request for proposal for any other vendor. But that information at, at minimum provides some uh, input for people to understand what they need to do around integration. Well, thanks, Todd, for all your great insight on how to make the impossible possible in spatial data. Uh, Thanks to everyone who tuned in today. If you would like more information on what we've discussed, make sure to head over to spatialdna.com. That's spatialdna.com. You can find more information about me and my services at ferraroconsulting.com. And of course, we'll be back next week with another episode in our podcast series. Until then, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on all the major platforms. Follow the conversation on our socials with at EM360Tech on Twitter and LinkedIn. And for more great daily content, head on over to EM360Tech.com.